Hello, Shades of Hope listeners. Thank you for your ongoing support for these sacred conversations. We are excited to share a preview of our next episode. A slaveholder religion, you know, preached making quotes in the air, the gospel to those they were enslaving, but (laughs) continued to enslave them. And so this is the legacy of, you know, this white Christian nationalism where overly spiritualizing the gospel that, well, it's a hope for the future, but we aren't going to worry about inequality here and now. And that I think is, and in my next book, try to make this explicit. I think that's the way that it betrays the gospel that when Jesus came, his first message in Luke 4 to everybody is he's fulfilling the words of Isaiah, that he comes to bring hope to the oppressed and to the poor. And and that's a fundamental realigning of power and societal structure to benefit all. And so if we're going to take that seriously, I think for the most part, you know, white Christianity has failed to do that in the U.S. And that's what we need to work at now. For Americans who embrace Christian nationalism really strongly, setting aside democracy in order to save the nation, in quotes, from itself is a more than worthy sacrifice. So if the God of the universe commanded it, then why in the world would we let anything stand in our way? And so this is just the power of legitimating some of these narratives and political views in the will of the sacred. It becomes a non-starter, right? Like They're never going to try to collaborate or compromise, God forbid, with anybody else if God is commanded, or again, they're saying that God is commanded, it has to be this way. Wow. And so when it comes down to democracy or that vision of the U.S., Americans who embrace Christian nationalism or the politicians we see especially today who embrace Christian nationalism are going to choose power every time. The Public Religion Research Institute, they were able to gather data, you know, over a decade ago, and they asked a question about how important it was that political leaders essentially have strong character. And they found white Christians, 70% to 30% said, you cannot serve in public office if you don't have strong character. You need to have that. Right. And thinking wow. back to the Clinton years, right? That's right. And I was just going to yeah. say that. I'm glad you had the data. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and Al Mohler, too, said, you know, if I right. voted in 2016, he said, if I voted for Trump, I'd have to go apologize to Bill Clinton. But then when Trump came on the scene and they found that this will be the person that, again, fights for us. And again, it's about power. It's not about whether the leader reflects our Christian morals, values, beliefs, or is a practicing Christian. But will he defend us? That us is key. When PRI put another survey in the field, it was a complete mirror image. Now, 30% said, yeah, you have to have strong moral character to be leading in in these offices. 70% said it's not a big deal. So they completely flip-flopped. And so that, I think, really throws into stark contrast what is happening. And and again, in 2020, Al Mohler said, well, yeah, we should vote for Trump. So he flip-flopped too. So the anecdotal and in the survey evidence, we see that taking place. If I went back in time and I preached the gospel that I hold dear or that I'm aligning myself with, if I preached that to someone who was enslaved, Hmm. would they find it to be good news? And if it said nothing about what they were experiencing in the here and now, how is that good news to them? That's right. And so that, I think, for as a white man, has been really helpful to me. Thank you for listening. Please share, rate, and review wherever you find this podcast. And we would love to hear from you. You can email us at shadesofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Again, you can email us at shadesofhopepodcast at gmail.com.